Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the first crop of Christmas ads. For this special edition of the podcast, I'm honoured to be joined by Jack and Sabani, the Global Chief Creative Officer of Leah Burnett, and David Colbush, the Chief Creative Officer of Orchard. Feels a little bit like we're getting the band back together. Prior to David moving to the US in May last year, you two have been on many campaign podcasts and panels together. So David, you created a Christmas ad that's running in the UK as well as in the US. Etsy's spot, which was directed by Steve Rogers, was one of the first out the blocks when it came out last week. Shall we have a listen to one of the four executions? This one is called Nice. Nice, 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 You are six. I'm not six. What do kids like? No clue. Lots of junk. Generic toys. Forgettable garbage. But what about Etsy? That's cute. Personalised jacket. I wear. Personalised gifts under £40. So, do you want to tell us a bit about the ad campaign, David, and how it's been received? We uh, won the Etsy Canada competitive pitch last spring, and uh, it was to do their uh, holiday campaign. And to, I think Etsy had been perceived in a very particular, a very specific way historically, uh, as, as more of like a niche retailer place that you go for for cute little tchotchkes, but they have an entire universe, a world of uh, great stuff. I shop a lot on Etsy. A lot of my um, Vantage band t-shirts are purchased on Etsy, but it's wonderful for many other things. And they wanted to let the world know that uh, that Etsy is a, is a great place to go for all your gifting missions. And buying gifts for people is, I think everyone can attest, quite a pain. Then uh, Etsy uh, bridges the gap between your inability and the perfect gift. And so we did that uh, with this campaign. Uh, and we used Mission Impossible theme music uh but uh of course mission impossible is an instrumental track so we had our individual shoppers with their uh, individual idiosyncratic gifting concerns singing about those concerns to the tune and hilarity ensued hopefully uh and then yeah it's they seem to be going down well which is nice so at orchard perry morton and grady linehan created the campaign um with the help of lots of other colleagues and it's running in the uk and the us across tv digital and social so next up jackie you've got a number of christmas hands this year but so far i think we've only seen morrison's is that right yes we've got maccas coming up and then we've got a little surprise that i can't talk about um which is a little bit later um, which I'm very excited for everyone to see. Very, very, very excited. But um, but yeah, Moses is out and going great guns. So um, so yeah, very, very, very chuffed with it. So obviously Morrison's, um, you won at back end of last year. So this yeah. is your first Christmas ads for them. So let's have a listen to mm. more of the winning feeling. Mm. Looking in your eyes, I see a paradise. This world that I found is too good.
say, Jack, if that wasn't clear, do you want to explain a bit to the listener yeah. about um, what happens in the ad and where, where, how you got there? Yeah, I'm going to try and explain it without it sounding um, completely crazy. So um, really, really simply, um, it, it clues in the title, more of the winning feelings. So basically, Mozes, as it is affectionately known uh, uh, over here. Um, obviously, yeah, over here uh, at Leo's, whole, you mean? Over here at Leo's, um, uh, Mozes, um, is uh, obviously our, our platform is about more reasons to shop at Morrison's. So that's um, obviously since winning the account. Um, hopefully that's what we've been bringing to life. And obviously this is about more reasons to shop at Morrison's at Christmas. And um, name of the campaign, more of that winning feeling. I think it's the idea, really, really super simple, is that basically Mozzies is on the side of the host. And we all know, like, up and down the nation, I'm the worst cook in the world. I, my family would never trust me to go anywhere near the kitchen. The children would be in tears. It's a nightmare. It is quite, you know, overwhelming. Um and so Mozart, obviously, with value, delicious food, sense of, you know, community, the expertise of, like, Market Street, et cetera, hopefully is there to provide um, all the sort of help and support for all the brilliant hosts up and down the country um, come Christmas uh, morning. Uh, the brilliant Gareth Busses, um, who's one of our creative directors, um, had one of these mad old ideas and um, went and shot a test at home on his iPhone with um uh with oven gloves so basically as the uh the supporters of all of the hosts up and down the country what is the one thing that every single host has when they're cooking their trusty friend the oven glove so of course that would mean we resurrect the 80s classic nothing's going to stop us now by starship all of this is making complete sense i hope um, uh, as they felt it out in support of all of the, the hosts up and down the country, directed by the gorgeous Bobsy Twins, the lovely Tim, who hopefully made, I think, just a gorgeous, gorgeous film. And um, it's going down really well. You know what I mean? People seem to be smiling for all the right reasons. I think the Morrison's ad is great. I really do. I, like, it's um, to uh, elucidate, um, there, there's, some, there's some nicely produced Christmas ads out there this year. But so few of them have uh, an idea or a conceit, and I understand why. I mean, I like the whole concept of it's the it's the it's the it's the British Super Bowl, isn't it? So it's uh, the notion the notion of spectacle. Don't think too much, just act, produce something kind of uh, dramatic. But like for some reason, uh, it, the the soul of the Christmas advertising we've we've lost a little bit of the soul, and it just feels like we're. I find like a lot of the Christmas ads I'm seeing feel like very cynical attempts to win Christmas. And the really nice thing about Morrison's for me is there's an idea there. There's a there's a there's a conceptual conceit, and it's just fun. It's like something that I haven't seen before. It's not a it's not the most exciting variation of the thing that I've already seen before. It's taking a new idea. That thing that I just love a behavioral insight. Taking a th- which is that people use the pot holders as uh, as puppets in a way. What in, did you call in, it? Uh, a pot holder? Is that a Canadian holder, yeah. thing? What's what's it what's it called over in Open the UK? Gloves. Glove? Oh, Mr. Scrooge, can can I have an oven glove for Christmas? I should like I should I shouldn't move to America, get on the campaign podcast, and just do a whole bunch of shitty British accents. It's not the way to curry favor. How does it feel being like having a, a toe or a foot in British Christmas from over there? Well, honestly, it's like the the most surprising thing about the move back to the USA this time is how the world has just shrunk. And how, like, versus versus when I was over there in, in uh, uh, over here, I'm here now, in 2014, 2015, uh, at Wyden, 
it, it still felt like two completely different universes, the, the Britain and America. And, and now for some reason, I don't understand uh, other than like globalization, the internet, uh, all of us living online more with this, this, uh, and kind of forming part of this collective consciousness than, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just nothing feels that different. London feels like another city, not another country. Even like the client behaviors are more similar. Creative behaviors are more similar. I, I feel like there's more connective tissue between the work now. Our concerns are, are more similar. Um, it's fascinating. So yeah, it doesn't feel like it actually doesn't feel like I really. Does that feel good or bad? That, well, no. There there will always be good things and there will always be bad things about it. Like some of some of the national character feels a little like it, it's it's slipped away a bit in both places. Like it, and this is true. Of, this is true of anywhere you travel, really. Like the or any major city, it's kind of major metropolitan centers that are all seem to feel a little more homogenized, don't they? So it, yeah, it doesn't feel like weird to me to do the campaign podcast. Didn't feel weird to participate in the um, Christmas ad sweepstakes over and above the fact that I'm perceived as having a dark heart and I never do Christmas ads. I think it's one of the little known secrets about you because actually you are, um, I always found that surprising when I first, what's it called, when I first found out like it's a deep, dark secret. I remember you banging on about going to a bloody Mariah Carey concert. Do you remember? Oh. Shocking years ago. No, I don't. And but um, you. I think he was joking. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, what the hell? And then he started ranting about, not ranting, but you were actually genuinely serious about how brilliant Mariah was. And I was like, the fuck? Is he winding me up? And he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Mariah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. You've never told that story. That's fun. But you're an equal opportunities creative. My, Mar- Mar- Mariah was, was Mariah, my, Mariah was, does not was make equal you, opportunities. You, you, were, you were like, oh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually the Christmas concert. So um, I'm going to move us on. Yeah. We're going to get on to some other people's work. Um, so next up is MS Clothing and Home, which was created by Mother London, which won the account recently. Previously, it was handled by House 337, which obviously followed the merger of Engine and Odd. The spot was directed by Ali Pankey through Partisan, and it features Hannah Waddingham, uh, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, and Tan France, who all dramatically say no to Christmas traditions that they don't like. Now, this ad has received over 100 complaints to the ASA, mainly from people who are upset about Marks and Spencer's joking about Christmas traditions that they don't like. Um, I think that's probably a little bit unfair, personally. But, um, you know, such as people get very cross when you talk about Christmas cards and things. Um, But anyway, so let's have a listen to the ad. Oh, I would do anything for love You know it's true and that's a fact Oh, I will do anything for love Oh, I will do anything for love But I won't do that No, I won't do that I will do anything for love Anything you've been dreaming of But I just won't do that No, no, I won't No, I just won't do that I won't, I won't No, no, This Christmas, do only what you love Oh, 
So what do you guys think of this? I'm very excited to talk about very specifically what you just said there. The reason that I find it so fascinating that it's received these unfair complaints is because of the uh, socio-political climate in which we live. Because funnily enough, if you think about, uh, if you cast your mind back, I want to say like 10 years, Morrison's, funnily enough, had a, uh, a, a really great ad. It was done by uh, Helen, and, uh, Helen uh, Rhodes, who's now at BBH, and Matt Lever, who's at BMB, uh, about uh, the trials of Christmas and how uh, it's this gauntlet that you go through, uh, but in the end, it's always worth it. And it, it, was, it's, it's, it was not dissimilar in the sense that it had a, uh, a perspective, a controversial perspective on Christmas or something that, or it was saying Christmas can be a little bit shit, but you know, we still love it in Morrison's and here it's like Christmas can be a little bit shit, celebrate your own way. And it's just interesting. I, like, I, I don't feel like there was that much negative response online to the Morrison's ad at the time as there was, I mean, the internet was a different beast then, but still the public sentiment was not as generally negative, but it's, I think it's because the, the, uh, the, the, the political map was far less divided. And it's just kind of interesting to, to, to see how um, in one decade, the entire world has unraveled to the point where we can get a, uh, upset about uh, a rather benign set of vignettes in a, in a, in a non-controversial Christmas ad, I think. I agree, honey. And, and I, I think, um, I mean, bless them. Obviously, if you feel the need to complain, go, go right on ahead. Obviously, there's a, there's a huge slew of, of, of work out there for so many different brands. And there are so many different perspectives and so many different audiences. I'm always really pleased to, to see M&S out at Christmas, just most, probably because I'm bloody old. Um, and also clothing, because I think it, it hasn't necessarily been punching as strongly in the past few years. Um, I think their choice of, of talent that they've used, obviously, Hannah Waddingham is absolutely bloody brilliant and I'm sure she's been she's, she's across a few things this well, Christmas I was going to ask about but, that as um, well I'll come back to yeah. that well I mean listen I, you couldn't get a bigger Hannah Waddingham fan just to let you know so at my, on my birthday in June I came downstairs on the morning of my birthday and my wife and my two kids had a Hannah Waddingham mask on each because I'd gone completely Ted Lasso mental uh, and I had a lifestyle a lifestyle a life size cutout, which I did nothing naughty with of course Anyway, so I love her, and um, well, it was interesting. Tampon, Sophie Ellis-Bexter surprised me. I love Sophie Ellis-Bexter, by the it's, way. Listen, I, I am massively, I am massively since having kids, uh, mostly in the past sort of five, six years, I've got I've sort of reverted back into sort of really falling in love with with Christmas uh, and getting all excited about you know Elf on the Shelf. So it broke my heart when um, when the Elf gets basically smacked to shit, uh, and I was very happy to see Hannah catch him at the end. Just on a personal point, but I also reserve the right to say that it represents a lot of people in terms of like the, a lot of people. It's not. I don't think it came across that people aren't into Christmas. It's just the traditions that everyone stereotypically holds true aren't necessarily important to a number of people, and that's cool. It's got a snap and it's got a start. It's got MS clothing for God's sake. If they'd done that for MS food, that's slightly different. You know what I mean? If the Dawn French Fairy was, was smacking shit out of the elf, that would probably not be particularly on brand. But I think clothing's got, it's got a different brief. It's got a different sass. It's a different part of the brand. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, again, like I said, if people want to complain, absolutely get it. And obviously that's people's right. But I, I like it when there are different ways into Christmas, as long as it's right, obviously, for the brand and for the audience. And it's a, it's a sassy, sexy piece. Oh God, sassy, sassy, sexy. sexy. <laughs> like a, 
sausage sexy. I sound like a Tom DJ. I, I feel like I'm asleep it. at the wheel. I should have jumped all over that. But uh, I, I was. But I was. I know. But I, was, I know. I'm but so I was glad actually, it's before race talk to you because you no, murdered I was, me. I was too, actually but. thinking about what you were saying and listening to what you were saying, and it just made me realize that there is a. Um, that it's because it, it's funny because this is one of the things that we were addressing. So I, I, I did another uh, ad uh, for Ocean Spray, uh, which is like quote, quote unquote a holiday ad, but that was directly uh, engineered. Uh, it was specifically, specific, specifically, directly, whatever. It was, it was scientifically engineered to appeal to the next generation who aren't celebrating uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas in the uh, in the tra- in the traditional way that their parents were. There's been, there's a big generational shift happening now, and so there's a, ne- a necessity for um, a certain type of advertising that uh, appeals to. Um, uh, a subset of the population that aren't taking on their parents' concerns and all those uh, dusty old traditions, and that's fine too. New traditions are being born, and we need communications to address those as well. Cool. Um, obviously, you know, great win for mother as well, both of you alumni. Um, yes, yeah. we are. We are, and it's listen. It's the sort of flavour of work that you would um, you would hope from mother. So, and it's also just nice to. Um, I like to see them in the in the in the Christmas stakes. Mother have historically done great punky Christmas ads. The Here Come the Girls exactly. series, of course, from Boots, is a, 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 a was an ongoing classic. There, there were years of that, and people would look forward to that. And so, yeah, it's just nice to see them back in the uh, spectacle game. I want to pick up on the point about Hannah Waddingham. Obviously, like, I mean, how much of a disaster is it if your talent is in a different Christmas ad? And so, that's that, very, that was very surprising to me. Yeah. I did a, I did a double take when I saw the second one come out. Uh, I, I can't remember who the second one was for, but I, I was like, it's weird that they that that because um, uh, when when uh, the when the Super Bowl ads come out, there's there's a lot of. Uh, protections that happen to make sure that uh, talent isn't replicated from spot to spot and brand to brand and if you're in, in if one person's in a, a super bowl ad then uh then you, you rule them out for your own and i just i was surprised about that yeah i don't imagine there's um there's joy um <laughs> either side that she is um she's fronting a couple of campaigns good for her i hope she's raking it in um she's having like a very nice christmas She's having a really great Christmas, but, but good on her. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. I guess you could say she's going to be getting a Waddingham of cash. Oh, my God. Oh there you go. Oh, my God. Huh? We're going to stay with M&S, and this time it's M&S Food. So M&S Food's ad was created in-house and stars, stars Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInerney as the voices of a pair of mittens that have got lost in the snow. As they warm up, the returning fairy, voiced by Dawn French, shows them lots of Christmas food. Sorry, that's my summary. Um, let's hear a clip. Oh. oh no, so sad. Someone needs a hand. Oh, I'm alive. Speak to me, left. Oh, I got snow right up my ass. Merry Christmas. Oh, hello. I'm right, and my damn friend here is left. Yeah, he does that when he gets excited. Lovely. What on earth were you doing outside? Oh, goody. It's backstory time. Picture a little girl, let's call her Lily, on a family trip across the pond. Picture a cold night and loose backpack. Okay. Picture Lily's tears, knowing she may never again feel the warmth of our polyester knit. 
I feel so empty. What a sad story. Why, thank you. Come on, let's sprinkle you with wow. some M&S Christmas magic. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> it gets better. Ah. Oh, no, that's worse. <gasps> and here's a feast fit for a mitten. Best Christmas ever! This is not just food. This is M&S Christmas food. Chaka, did this get you excited about an M&S Christmas? This is um, just personal opinion. Um, it, it's, um, it's not the worst, obviously, piece uh, in the world at all. Not by a long, long shot. They've got a returning character um, in Dawn French. She's a national treasure. The fairy's incredibly sweet. Um, I just, I think the stakes are so high at Christmas to kind of, to stand for something, to have an idea, either be, you know, massively entertaining, be emotional, be something. And um, as opposed to a bit of a shopping list, and I don't mean that as a pun. Um, and I just think it's so interesting when you were just describing it, and you, said, you know, obviously Dawn French, Nash Treasure, we love her, but you've got Ryan Reynolds and Rob, and I can never pronounce his surname, You've got those two guys, and if I, and this is a bit harsh, so apologies, I'm, I'm, I don't mean it as harsh as it sounds, but they just feel a bit wasted. And the story of a, you know, of a left and a right glove that's left by, so it's all quite bloody complex, just to basically get to a, you know, a moment of like, let's have some M&S Christmas cheer, and we'll take you through all the different foods and the volibonds, which is all good, by the way. Again, Christmas shouldn't be bar humbug. It's absolutely fine, I just think, when it's a time that brands are trying to turn up as they're at their best, I don't think you can just rely on famous names or a returning character that hasn't necessarily, you know, hasn't necessarily landed above and beyond it being Dawn French and everyone loving Dawn French. You've got to put, you, you've got to make the character do something, stand for something. It's got to be entertaining, and it feels less entertaining than a, a lot of the stuff. I know we're going to talk about Asda a bit later, but, you know, who the fuck would have thought Buble would be such a good performer? Like, I mean, it's it's, so, it's a really entertaining piece. But this one, it feels, um, it feels a little flat. But, I mean, listen, it, like I said, it's not the worst, but it's um, it doesn't pop out for me. Well, I'm a huge fan of Christmas ornaments. Uh, and I have a vast collection of Christmas ornaments myself. Um Last year, I actually got a Betty White ornament, which I was very, very proud of from the Golden Girls. She's not my favorite, but she was the only one available as a Christmas ornament. Usually, I'm a Dorothy guy, but I, I make some allowances for Sophia. She's my number two. Uh, love Blanche as well, uh, but the only one that was available to me at the time was Rose. So that's that's yeah, Betty White. Betty White, Betty White plays Rose. She was the more puritanical of the four. So she's your Ladies. least favorite. I just want to yeah. clarify for the record. She's your least favorite Golden Girl. She's not my least favorite. She's probably like, she, I mean, I love Betty White, but I think as a character, I think I, I connected the least. What did you? Who did you say was your favorite, Blanche? Uh, no, I'm a Dorothy guy. I have a lot of heart for Sophia, though. Blanche is fabulous, but I'm just not a Blanche. But last Christmas, because our tree was real, and we actually went away for Christmas, um, and forgot to take out the tree. Uh, but when we came back from Christmas, the tree had fallen over, and the only ornament that broke was the rose ornament. And I was mortified, because how was I going to replace that? And very recently on Etsy, funnily enough, uh, I purchased, and this is so fucking fabulous, I can't even believe it. It's the Bjork wearing the swan outfit from her Oscar. Remember when Bjork showed up at the Oscars with it, 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 yeah, the yeah, yeah. full-body swan? That as as a Christmas <laughs> ornament, 
I bought it on Etsy and it just arrived and I'm so looking forward to putting it on my tree. I love Christmas ornaments. Fabulous. Um, so MS Food was created in-house. They um, put together an in-house team in March 2021 after previously working with Grey. The head of creative is Rich Robertson and Dominic directed the spot through Outsider. Okay, so now you've both been waiting for this. So we're going to turn to Coke, um, which was created by WPP's OpenX. So the ad is called The World Needs More Santas, and it features a cast of Santas doing kind things to each other before eventually showing everyday people doing nice things for each other. Um, Traxo directed the film through Stink. Let's listen to a clip. is often synonymous with Christmas. Did this guys get you excited? Do you think about how you could be kinder in your daily life? Oh, Maisie, it's a it's a tricky old bugger, isn't it? All this reviewing Christmas work because it's um it's so bloody easy just to be shitty and poo poo work. Everyone busts an ass to try and get to a good piece of work, and, and we we know how bloody hard it is. Um. Oh, I I I would love listen Coke. It, it's such a bloody iconic and brilliant brilliant brand um i just wish i wish the, the work reflected that and um uh there were many santas there was a lot of red there was a lot of coca-cola sometimes a coke zero uh was there a story no was there a sense of an idea above and beyond just coke not really um it's it's difficult. It just yeah. It it, it I think it, it does what it says on the tin. I, I think it's obviously massively Christmassy because there's ten thousand Santas in it, and I'm exaggerating, of course. But um, there's not really a story. So it's interesting when you do the description and you talk about the sentiment behind it, of like you know being kind to each other. And da, da, da. there are so many beautiful ways to be able to tell that story, rather than I'm being very cruel as I say this, but lots of Santas drinking Coke. But giving each other Coke, Chaka, not just drinking Coke, like well, they were 
<laughs> they were sharing I know. it. I know. Not, not, yeah. I mean, it's lovely. It's lovely. But, but potentially not the epitome of, of showing the Christmas spirit. Potentially. And as much as I, obviously, the, 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 the Coca-Cola lorry truck vehicle is obviously synonymous and for years, you know, holidays are coming, holidays are coming and all the rest of it. Uh, I, I'm certainly not someone who thinks that you should, that was a terrible pun, park things um, if they've been around for too long, not at all. If they're still working, you reinvent them and all the rest of it. They've got to have meaning. And I just can't feel this. And at the end of the day, that's what we're in the business. It was creating feeling. I just, and at Christmas, I just didn't feel this in, in any shape or form. I just, I knew I was being sold Coke and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. I'm not going to remember it. And I, I, I'm not going to share it, you know, as something that moves me in some way. And particularly if the intention is about sharing at Christmas, I think um, there, there probably could have been smarter ways to do it. I hope that doesn't sound too shitty and bar humbug. I don't mean it that way. No, I mean, it's important. I mean, it's not, it's about the work, isn't it? It's not about the, the teams yeah. or anything. And, you know, there will be multiple no, reasons no, no. why things end up where they do. And, you know, we could all learn through discussing bits that could be better. Down the street, there's a place called 7th Street Burger that does the best basic cheeseburger. And they just get the mustard right and the mayonnaise and the pickles. And it tastes like you remember McDonald's hamburgers tasting from your childhood. You know, that very visceral. It's like the first thing. And, and, and they only sell those burgers and the hottest fries that you've ever had, chips, as they're called in the UK. But then with them, you can buy a tiny little glass bottle of Mexican Coke. Now, if you remember Mexican Coke with its cane sugar, like the original, it's like the, it's the most visceral. So it's like, it's this incredible, and I, I love Coke, and I love the original taste of Coke, and you pair that with the original taste of the, the burger, and, and it just, it, it's, the, it's, the, it's the absolute, so I like to celebrate my Christmas with, uh, with, with a 7th Street uh, uh, burger, a hamburger, uh, and, and a Mexican Coke. Just so delicious, and I love Coke. Right from now on, if you don't talk about the fucking work, I'm going to start talking about a fucking heron. Or when I was seven, I saw a clown. The joke. I'm like explaining the joke. You pull the object out, uh, tell a shaggy dog story, but then incorporate one thing from the ad that you didn't particularly like into your shaggy dog story, and then and then Maisie says. Uh, and, and, uh, but what do you think of the end? I say, uh, well, Chaka said everything that this is. I was trying to land. It's supposed to be. It's like it's so easy to construct a joke and to have people just adhere to the structure of the the running joke. And you guys are just not playing ball. Uh, this is it. I just want to put on record that I'm going to ask you about the next ad first, David. Please, if that's okay. I'm sorry for ruining your um, performance. Just you wait until I start talking about fucking hyenas. Okay, so next up we've got another supermarket, so this time Sainsbury's. New Commercial Arts created Big Fella's Christmas Dinner after it picked up the business in spring. So in the ad, a young girl says she's got a question about Santa, but she says it over the tannoy in a Sainsbury's. Luckily, it's not about his existence, but instead it's about what he has for his Christmas dinner. So lots of people then list various things that Sainsbury's sells um, for Christmas lunch. So at NCA, the creators were Jess Pacey and Alicia Job. Freddie Waters directed the TV ad through Pulse Films. Let's have a listen. Customer service until three, please. Hey, Sainsbury's. I have a question. It's about Santa. Uh-oh. What does he have for his Christmas dinner? 
I think he'd kick off with a charcuterie. tree. Ah, charcuterie. Yeah. Then it's got to be succulent, slow-cooked British turkey crowd. And he'd love a taste of difference, no beef Wellington. I've got no beef with that. <laughs> How about some cheese? Come on, Rick. Cheese before pudding. You know the rules. And so do I. Mince pies? Not again, Raj. Maybe a home for Christmas Belgium chocolate mousse, then? Yes, Raj! Yes, Raj! Sainsbury's. Good food for all of us. So, David, what do you think yes. of this ad? Oh, I, I, I mean, I have to admit, I wasn't the biggest fan. But, uh, I, but I think it's, 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 but it's rude for me to single Sainsbury's out. I think just uh, in general, I, th- I, I prefer... Um, uh, a bit of strategy and uh, a narrative. Uh, a, a, I'm not, I don't want to say more traditional narrative structure, but I, I like I, I, the 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 commercial needs to have a narrative or an idea, like a central hook. And uh, this was a uh, this was a collection of moments set in a, a, a Sainsbury's that were all kind of gravitated around Christmassy things. And I, I, it's the, the thing is with, without some sort of a, uh, a, a narrative narrative structure or, or some sort of a narrative conceit, uh, there's nothing really to hook onto. So like uh, apart from like the, the cameo from, uh, Rick Astley, uh, there's not a ton I remember about the ad and that's neither, uh, I was about to say neither good nor bad. I suppose that's a bad thing that I don't remember, but it's, it's, it, I'm not walking away from it going, Oh, that fucking Sainsbury's ad. But I'm also not going. Oh, that Sainsbury's ad. I just sort of don't remember it um, because there's like literally like uh, other than the the bonbons put in there to uh, appeal to the wider British public. There's there's not a ton to remember. Uh, what was the story of that? I thought there's some nice touches in this. And funny enough, I, I, I <laughs> to add mum jokes. I'm a sucker for like the cheese bit with Rick Astley, and the so do I. <laughs> I love it. You know when you have a snigger and the guy who says charcuterie and then the tree bit uh, just i like dad jokes like that they make me they make me go i i agree with what you're saying i agree with what you're saying like there's there's um it would be great if there was a sort of a bigger story across the whole thing i think it's sweet at the beginning you know what this father christmas i, I actually had a shitting myself moment if i'm if i'm completely honest as well because i always worry that someone is no one would ever do this but i i think i'm on the last year of being able to hold out i think my youngest knows now by the way but i don't think she's letting on so I, you know, every year as a parent, you just shoot yourself that someone's going to destroy the dream and and just accidentally say something. And obviously, no brand would do that. I thought that was sweet. Um, so I think there's lots of very sweet, sweet touches to it. Um, and I do, I, also little touches like you know, the, is it Ski Sunday? The music is Ski Sunday, right? I don't have any recollection of Ski Sunday being a thing. No, it's Ski Sunday, it, and I'm like, like I just. It just not in our house. What? Didn't happen. Oh my god! In the nineties, when there were like whatever the fuck there were, like twenty channels, and they just used to put on seven hours of skiing in the afternoon. I'm gonna move on. So Saturday brought the follow up to Have Us London's and Asda's Have an Elf a Very Merry Christmas. This year's Asda campaign stars the Canadian singer Michael Bublé as the supermarket's chief quality officer and was directed by Taya Wahiti. Natalie Gordon, Dan Cole and Vicky Maguire created the spot, which is called Make This Christmas Incredibuble. In the ad, Buble checks the quality of various Asda products, including its suit, which he appears to be wearing, before joining a staff choir. Let's have a listen to the ad now. Clean up on aisle five. 
Isaiah. Let's go. Product to approve. Yes, I knew that. Hey, everybody. Yeah. I hear someone tried to push mackerel for Christmas dinner again this year. Barry. But then I also heard that brown butter and spiced dark rum are this year's food flavor trend. There's still loads to do, so bring Mr. Buble your best. Yes, and this place looks amazing. And that smells so good. Hey, big cheese. Pick a fifth for the cheese board. They're all so different. This one. Good man. I'm so talented. This way. Yeah. More bump in the rise. You heard him? More bump. So last year. Oh. Now we're talking. Studded with chocolate and candied orange. Well, jingle my bells. That's great. Wow. Those sequins really pop. Quality control going well. He just wants the very best. Here you go, pal. You all right? I think I've just seen Michael Bublé. Okay. Off the night, are ya? No. I'm just getting started. Walking in a winter wonderland. Go, go to David go first. To David Let him go first. Go no, I, it's a very well-made ad. The only thing that I'm going to say is that I, I will always take issue with, like, and like it's it's they've done a very very good job of changing and mining what I think is a, a slightly overdone narrative conceit in specifically British advertising, which is, it's funny, like I was going to say American, but now I have to say Canadian. Someone from North America, a brash North American comes into a British institution and the contrast between the Englishness of the English and the brashness of the Americanness becomes fodder for comedy and hilarity ensues. And it, it, I've, I've seen that in a lot of ads. Anytime anyone buys a celebrity, Robert De Niro, like, like whoever you want to put in an ad. And it's the, it's the fish out of water scenario that I've seen in a lot of British advertising whenever they get American talent. And they've done a nice job with it here, but I've just seen it a lot. Hmm. So, well, I, think it's, I, I think that's a, a fair point. You know, I, hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that, I suppose. Because you're British. That's probably it's, and this is probably my own hang-up because because I sound like I do <laughs> because it feels so natural. No, no, no. I, 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 I suppose um, I think in the pure play, kind of like Christmas stakes. So I think Elf last year uh, was was. De- I mean, that felt like um, as the sort of. I don't know what I mean by coming back to Christmas. That's, that's a bit ridiculous because. But what I mean is this sort of putting a stake in in the ground uh, and. It was beautifully done, um, but it's borrowed and, you know, but it's, it's got fame at the heart of it. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, um, because the story was great and had colleagues and all the rest of it. And, um, and it was funny. It was bloody entertaining. And it's really honest about what it, it was really honest about what it was. And so it's interesting. So they, I'm not saying that that's their groove from now on, who the heck knows, but it feels like there's a big kind of entertainment extract, like who's the person who's going to be synonymous at Christmas for Asda? And obviously, great choice with Buble. I, I suppose the thing with um, the, the thing that I was surprised by, and to your point, has done really well, is I think it's written really, really well. I was really surprised by his performance. Um, I think it's really good. I think it's really, really good. It doesn't feel hackneyed. It doesn't feel like like he's created a little character. There's a bit of self-deprecation. Um, 
the funny thing is, he's so enthusiastic all the way through it. This is this is not even a criticism. It just made me laugh at the very, very end in the second one, not the tease, but the when he goes with the thing and then he's actually got to do the singing, um, he just looks a bit miserable. And I was like, you look so fucking cheery throughout the whole thing. When you've actually got to sing, that's so stupid. It's such a dumb point. Well, he's just really, really impressed really, really with the quality nice of the product. He's really impressed with the quality of the thing. So I think it's, I think it's, by the way, and when I say borrowed fame, I don't, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's not a criticism. I think that obviously, as said, at Christmas, they've decided to go, it's a very specific route which is kind of like what's the big name you can attack like proper super bowl sir what's the name that you can attach and then doing something really good with that name not just throwing it in because obviously as we know sometimes you can just get talent and it's it's not particularly good and it's a bit shit and it's just about the name they did a great job with with elf last year they've done a really good job with blue play this year um yeah really good okay so i think we've just got time to talk about boots obviously Boots is a brand that's got quite a heritage when it comes to Christmas, as you've alluded to earlier. So in this year's Boots ad, which was created by The Farm, which is part of WPP, um, you see a, a mother and daughter, and the daughter asks what Santa gets for Christmas, and then they both go on a sort of journey up north in order to give Santa a present. Um, the spot was directed by Sam Brown through Rogue, and it was written by Jonathan Thake and created by Steve Woland and Matt Woolner. Let's have a listen now. I'm gonna get there somehow. I'm leaving right away. I could be there in a minute if I had an aeroplane. There'd be just nothing in it if I hadn't missed the train. No juice in my jalopy. It's no good using that. I could pedal on my pushback, but the tires are too darn flat. But I'm gonna get there somehow. I'm ringing up to say that I'm gonna get there somehow. I'm leaving right away. But I haven't got the fear If I hitchhike on a lorry Well, it mightn't go past there But I'm gonna get there somehow And I'm ringing up to say That I'm gonna get there somehow I'm leaving right away Yes, I'm gonna get there somehow If I crawl around on my knees If I don't get there tomorrow Come looking for me, please. So, Chaka, have you worked on boots? I have. I worked on boots at Mother. And as David said, I mean, um, it's unfair to sort of compare campaigns from now to, like, you know, glory days and all the rest of it. But he's absolutely spot on in terms of, Obviously, it was it was so defining for the brand. It was so de- defining for Christmas advertising. Uh, Here come the girls. It was that was absolutely fucking brilliant and had such a, a sense of joy at the heart of it. And I think most importantly, told a story where the entertainment was paramount and the products, even though it was stacked pillar to post with products, it never felt like it was a it was pushing that first and foremost it was about an energy and all the insights into you know god what is it like 12 13 years later probably more and i still no god shit way way more than that um like probably 15 years ago and i still remember scenes from it like you know the two girls coming out in the same dress and all that kind of stuff um 
which is when obviously something is bloody sticky and the track and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, super unfair. So I've just said it's really unfair. Then I've just described that, that campaign, not this campaign. But I think it, so. I think Boots is. I think it's really really tough because it's it's such a broad display of like um, obviously it's health and wellness and it's also beauty and it's got own brand and it's also a retailer. So there's a there's a hell of a, a hell of a lot. And I think going back to a couple of things that we've talked about. Or the most obvious thing in the world to say is you just can't make it feel like a list. I'm a massive fan of Sam Brown. It's beautifully shot. There is a story there. Like, it's nice. Like, who gives Santa a gift? That's kind of, you know, that's kind of cool. But I think, again, you've just, particularly at Christmas, you know, it's a time, yeah, absolutely, we can be more sentimental and saccharine. And I sort of love it. It's like when this industry in particular kind of like embraces a little bit of its inner Richard Curtis without being fucking cynical and like, you know, wanting to shit on the world and all the rest of it. Not the same sort we want to do the rest of the time, but I like that. There is a there is a joy and an optimism and a hope in so much of the work. I just think you just yeah, to play into that, you've got to play into feeling. You've got to play into emotion. And you've got to be really careful something doesn't feel like a product demo. And it's very weird when like a you know, a, a lorry driver gets given a number seven and you, you have two and a half seconds on the number seven product. And I love number seven products, but it should be incidental. And I don't mean that in a like, don't show the product. No, 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 no. Just show it. Like I said, here come the girls, fucking wall to wall product. But the point was there was an idea there. Um, so I, even though there's a story, I just feel like it's lacking um, a bit of an idea, an authentic idea or an original idea. I'm sorry to be bar humbug at the end, but. Um, but yeah, I just I just can't believe that you think that lorry drivers can't have number seven. <laughs> shocked, I'm, shocked. In fact, that you would. I'm not being funny. He looks so confused. <laughs> what the fuck have you just given me? Oh, number seven. I quite like the bit with the fisherman. I thought that was cute. But presumably they've thought about that and they've. They're intentionally giving the lorry driver. They're being like, we should all look after our skin. Of course, of course. Like it's They're meant to be a little to, yeah. twist and it's meant to be funny. But you know, yeah, you know, if you if you're gonna do funny, like like I said, the the, the fisherman dude who gets given, I think it's like a de- I don't know, it's like a deodorant or something, and like he smells himself. And like I'm not saying that's the funniest gag in the world, but at least there's a gag there. Like again, if you play into like I don't know if that had been part of it that you sort of give these, they're not inappropriate, but like they're they're surprising. So I don't know. It it just there were ways I think it could have rung a bit more true. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I was just a little confused by it. Um, uh, no, it's it, it, like it's it's very well shot. Like it's it's very very it's, it's beautifully shot, um, and you have to really have to give it that credit. And there's uh, I just found the story to be a little confusing because it felt like um, uh, it, there was there was quite a pure story in there about what do people get Santa for Christmas or what does Santa get for Christmas? And that could have been a story in itself, but it was the, it was the multiple pit stop uh, road trip to give lots of people uh, various gifts that started to confuse me. I didn't really understand where the, where the, what the narrative thrust of the piece was anymore. It felt a little heavy handed. Uh, the, the, um, the product integration felt that it didn't feel like it was, it was natural. It didn't feel like it was a natural part of the, the flow of the story. And that's what threw me a little bit, but it was a, it's a nicely shot film. Okay, so unfortunately that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much to Checkham and David. If you'd like to learn more about what we've been discussing, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk. 
Details for our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk forward slash membership. If you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Big thank you to Haymarket's producer, Till Owen, and also our producer, Sophie King from Rethink Audio. And to you for listening. I hope you join us next time. On behalf of the campaign team, goodbye.